You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. But I have news for you. There's another aspect of sleep that is vital, which I want to bring to your attention this morning. And I call this divinely induced sleep. Okay? <laughs> the doctor is laughing. They used to induce people. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but there is, there is an aspect of sleep that is divinely induced. It is, it is caused by God himself. Maybe you can reduce the gain on this mic. Hallelujah. So, if, um, if we're going to be balanced, we need to understand when the, when the spirit of slumber is at work, it is the enemy inducing that sleep. Okay? And he does it for a reason. And we've, we've, we've explained that. When the, when the enemy causes you to sleep, it's not a good thing. Because he will either do it at the wrong time, or he will do it to rob you of something. He will do it to... to um, plant something into your life, okay, so that you can miss what God has for you. But when God induces sleep, it's a good thing, okay? So, in fact, you should even be praying, God, cause me to sleep. Because there is a sleep that is from God. As a matter of fact, God gave us sleep for a reason, okay? So, it's just that you, you, you need to know who is causing the sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. When doctors want to operate, they used to cause people to sleep. They, they, do, they still do. <laughs> yeah. I think the doctor is going to help me this morning. Yeah. So sleep is good, right? Sleep is good for your body. Doc, what are some of the benefits of sleep? How is it good to sleep? Yes, it is really good. I can think of a few. Okay. Like um, restoration or regeneration. Um, when we work throughout the day, you use chemicals in your brain. So those chemicals get depleted. Hmm. Um, and when you sleep, you restore those chemicals oh to be able to function again the next day. Hmm. So you need sleep. Hallelujah. Um, so sleep mentally is good for you. <coughs> but um, there's a whole lot of others. Hmm. Uh, your hormones, your metabolism, it's got a sleep and work pattern. You've got a rhythm in your own body. Wow. Um, your own rhythm of work and sleep, mm. which you shouldn't violate. Okay. Um, so, but these are only few things I can think of now. Okay. Hallelujah. Yeah. I mean, sorry for putting you on the spot, but yeah. I, I know that anything that is from God is good. Amen. Right? And God gave us sleep. 
isn't it? He gave us sleep. It's just that he's the one that also advised that you shouldn't sleep too much. <laughs> he says if you sleep too much, you become poor. I, I, I don't know how, you know, yeah, how the spirit of poverty accompanies sleep. It's amazing, you know. But, um, yeah, there is a divinely induced sleep which is necessary. And we spend a good percentage of our lifetime sleeping. And Doc, how many, like, how, what's one third of our lives? So you, you spend one third of your life sleeping. All right? But now, I, I feel that we need to also learn to, to uh, dominate, not only in our waking moments, but in our sleeping moments. Okay? So that when you are sleeping, your spirit can be active. You, you are not losing out. It's just your body that is resting, but you are still doing exploits while you sleep. Yeah. Oftentimes, people have told me that, that I pray while I sleep. Now, I don't, that's not a conscious thing. It's, I, I don't do it consciously. To me, I'm sleeping. To me, I am sleeping, but the person sleeping in the room says, Wow. You were just praying through the night. But I wasn't praying. I was sleeping. To me, I was sleeping. So I guess my spirit was not sleeping. My spirit was not sleeping. So the point I'm trying to make is that um, when, this, when, when it is according to the natural order, or if it is divinely induced, it does not have negative effect on your body. Rather, it is positive. And, and like the doctor says, your body is, 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 is able to recoup itself. It's able to, um, I've forgotten the words he used now. Restore, restore, regenerate. Restore and regenerate. Because in the course of the day, you, you, you use so much. All right? And uh, you're kind of depleted. You're kind of drained. But when you go to sleep, there is a natural process that God makes for you to recover all that you've lost in your waking moment. Are you following me? Yeah. So, um, we see, let's look at a few scriptures, then, then we'll pray. Because I, I believe that in these days... One of the things that is going to be common, if you remember in the book of Joel chapter 2, in Joel chapter 2 verse, uh, verse 28, or is it from 26, 28, where it says, In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Am I correct? It says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It says, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy... And then your old men shall do what? Dream dreams. Dream dreams. So part of the last days, one of the signs of the last days we see here is prophecy and dreams. Prophecies, dreams, and visions. But when do you dream? When you sleep. 
So if you are going to have lots of dreams, you need to have lots of sleep, correct? <laughs> if your sleep does not produce dreams, we need to pray for you. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, he says, It shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Joel 2.28, Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Okay? So, the point is that when God is working, both those who are awake and those who are asleep don't stop what He's doing. There are things he does when you're awake. There are things he does when you're sleeping. But you have to condition yourself to work with God at all times. Are you ready for that? Amen. Yeah. So, um, let's look at Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, <laughs> we see the first divinely induced sleep. In Genesis chapter 2, verse, verse 21. Is it time for me to quit? <laughs> this is someone's normal waking up time. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Yeah. So, now, remember what happens. God makes the man, right? Puts him in the garden. He gives him an assignment. Tells him to tend and to keep the garden and all of that, he, 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 he brings the animals to him and tells him to name the animals. He names all the animals. And when he finishes, the Lord, um, the Lord decided to make the woman. But the woman was taken out of the man. Correct? But before that surgery could happen, God, the Bible says in verse 21, of Genesis 2, it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep. Come on. Yeah. Somebody say deep sleep. deep sleep. Yeah. He caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Right? And he slept. <laughs> of course. <laughs> when a deep sleep comes, you really sleep, right? Yeah. So he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Right? And then verse 20, 22, it says, Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. So you see, God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Right? Because woman, the woman was trapped in him. Not, not the other, <laughs> not the modern day <laughs> trapping. God has already separated that. It's been done. Okay, so don't come and say, uh, I'm a man, but there's a woman trapped inside me. No, no, no. There's no woman trapped in any man. It's not possible. God has done it. He did a good job there. He did a good job there. All right? Yeah. So, he causes a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And while Adam is sleeping, 
God is working. Which is, which is a contrast to what we read in the book of Matthew, where while men slept, the enemy came and sowed. But in this, in this case, while man is sleeping, God is working. And God is working in, in that dimension of sleep. When there's a deep sleep, when God causes a deep sleep to come upon you, that's the, that's the moment of creativity. So when, when, when you, when you um, the more you experience divinely induced sleep, the more creativity will flow in your life. So there are some questions you are asking God. You just need to sleep deep. Yeah. You just need deep sleep and you wake up with the answer. Yeah. There have been several times that God has, has uh, given me solutions like that. I sleep when I wake up. I wake up to the instruction of the Lord. Right? There have been moments, especially when I'm on a crossroads and I'm seeking God. I'm saying, God, what do I do? What do I do? I'm praying, praying. I go to sleep when I, by the time I wake up, I wake up with his voice. I wake up with his instruction. I wake up with, with the direction I've been seeking. And it becomes clear. Clear. Hallelujah. One of the ways that God spoke to me, it's when, before we planted this church, we were still in Cape Town, and you know, there were a lot of suggestions. Do it this way, 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 do this, do it. One of the times, I just knelt down by my bed. I'll never forget that night. And I said, Lord, you know I want to do your will. Speak to me. What do I do? Yeah, because these are res respectful people, responsible people, godly people who have diverse opinions about how I should go about this. And I don't disrespect or dishonor any of them, but I want to hear from you. What are you saying? And I'll never forget that night, right there, I knelt by my bedside, prayed, and went to sleep. And you know what? While I was sleeping, God used Jim Lafoon to speak to me in my dream. And says, don't make that commitment they want you to make. And I knew, boom, this is it. Very brief. Straight to the point. But I was in deep sleep. Why didn't he speak to me while I was walking around? Maybe I was too busy. Maybe my mind, the opinions were bombarding my mind so much that it would be confusing to me. But then he allowed me to be in a deep sleep. And then he spoke clearly. It was only one voice I heard. I didn't hear all the other voices. So sometimes deep sleep is a dimension, it's a realm where God isolates you from the confusing voices. That are trying to misdirect you. 
everybody's logic makes sense and you don't know what to do. But that's the time that you need deep sleep. So deep sleep is not only a moment of, of, of uh, creativity, but it's a moment of instruction. Hallelujah. You can see that in the book of Job, chapter 33, verse 15. Job, in Job we see here very clearly, clearly stated. This principle is clearly communicated to, um, to us in the book of Job. And I believe that this is one of the major keys that God is going to be using in this day and this hour. To to direct people, to speak to people. And so we must gain mastery in this area. I know the enemy also uses it. Because if God uses something, I want you to know that Satan will imitate God. So not every dream is from God. Amen? So, uh, what did I say? 33. Job 33. Now, the context of this is Job had been going through situations. His friends have been castigating him. Everybody said he was wicked. God was judging him. All the things he was going through were a result of his sin, his hidden sin, his hypocrisy, and all of that, all the calamities he was facing. Have you ever faced some things and then people said it's because you sinned? Sometimes it might not even be people that say you sin. It, your thoughts, the enemy will project thoughts into your mind and say it's because you did this. That's why you're going through this. And it's not necessarily the case. But the accuser of our brethren is the enemy and he has been cast down. So Job's friends were accusing him of uh, unfaithfulness, of hypocrisy, of sin, of unrighteousness. And Job says, no, I have not sinned. And it went on and on and on and on and on. Until this chapter when one of his friends, Elihu, inspired by the Holy Spirit, begins to speak. Verse 1 says, but please, Job, hear my speech. Listen to all my words. And now I open my mouth. My tongue speaks in my mouth. And my words come. From my upright heart, my lips utter pure knowledge, and the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. All right? So he is, he is claiming inspiration from the Spirit as he speaks. <clears throat> All right? Verse 8, it says, Surely you have spoken in my hearing. I have heard the sound of your words saying, I am pure without transgression. I am innocent and there is no iniquity in me. Yet he finds occasions against me. He counts me as his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks. He watches all my paths. Let's skip down to verse uh, 13. Why do you contend with him? For he does not give an accounting of any of his words. Verse 14. Come on, see that. He says, For God has spoken in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. Wow. 
So many people that say, God is not speaking to me, God is not speaking to me. He says that he has spoken in one way or another, but man has not perceived it. Man is too self-centered, self-conscious. He is too flesh-conscious. He is too much in the flesh. He cannot pick the signals from the Spirit. So God is speaking, man cannot hear. Man wants to hear God, but he wants to hear God in the realm of the flesh. And God is not in the realm of the flesh. God is in the spirit. God is speaking, and man does not perceive it. Now, look at the next verse. What does God do? Then God, in a dream. Somebody say, in a dream. In a vision of the night. Come on. When, when, when does that happen? When deep sleep falls upon men, while what? slumbering on their beds, verse 16. Look at verse 16. What does he do? He opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. So while you are in a state of deep sleep, he opens your ear while you're sleeping. Say, Lord, open my ear while I sleep. Seal your instruction into me while I sleep. So God now puts the instruction. Why? Because when you are awake, you are too active. You are too distracted. Your cell phone, your Instagram, your Facebook, all you can hear is Facebook. All you hear is notifications. While you are awake, come on. Yeah. You hear, all you hear is a radio. All you hear is a news. All you hear is CNN. All you hear is... Huh? E news, SABC. All, all, it's, it's just jamming your ears. And then in the midst of that, people struggle to hear God. And that's why I pray that the, you will get into a state of a div- divinely induced sleep so that you can hear His instruction. Amen. You can receive His instruction. Amen. We need it. It's part, it's one of the signs of the last days. As he pours out his spirit, there will be more visions and there will be more dreams. And I expect more visions and dreams in this church. Yes. Expect that, expect that because that's, that's God's communication. Say, Lord, Lord, induce me to sleep. sleep. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah. So, I got hold of this principle many years ago. Many years ago. And I got it when I read a scripture in Psalm 16. In Psalm 16, verse 7. The psalmist, one day I was reading my Bible. I don't remember but many years ago, right? And while I was reading, I came to this scripture where he says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. And he says what? My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. So when I got hold of this scripture, guess what? When I'm about to sleep, I'll pray and I say, Lord... As I go to sleep, I receive your counsel. 
I prayed and I said, Lord, I receive your counsel as I go to sleep and let my heart instruct me. My heart there is speaking of my spirit. So your spirit is able to connect with God while you are in the state of a deep sleep. And I cannot tell you how many times this has helped me. I, I, I mean, I cannot count. But I can say to you, every major decision I've taken in my life has been a product of divine instruction. Either, either audibly in the still small voice or in a deep sleep. Hallelujah. When I'm not getting him, when I'm not in the frequency to catch his voice in the daytime, my nighttime can be utilized to connect heaven. Are you following me? Yes. It can be used. So that's why we need to deal with the spirit of slumber because the spirit of slumber hinders you. From receiving instruction from heaven. So Satan will come and release sleep over people. But the kind of sleep he releases blocks your ability to connect with heaven. So you don't hear God's voice. You don't receive God's direction. But when it is divinely induced, hallelujah. Some of you will be sleeping like this and you'll be in heaven. And God will say, come, come, come. Now, years ago, years ago, I read a book by Ch Ch Thomas, uh, Heaven is for Real. Uh, heaven is so real, yeah. Then I gave my mom, my late mom, to read. And as she was reading it, as she was reading it, she says, wow, I've been to some of these places that this woman is describing. As she reads, she says, wow, I've been to this one. I've been to this place. And I say, when? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> she says, no, honestly. Sometimes in my sleep, I get taken to these places. So in, when it's divinely induced, ha, you can have a tour of heaven Amen. while you're sleeping. Come on. Amen. When you finish all those surgeries, you go to sleep. You go into heaven and then you just, you know, you just interact with some. Just go and see some wombs in heaven. Yeah, there's a spare part. I was told that there's a spare part in heaven. Body parts. There's a storage. People, people have seen it. Yeah, so you can have access to that. If you go there and you see, you, you collect and you bring. <laughs> then you have a patient that is like, it's finished. I said, don't worry, I'll replace it. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But in a deep sleep, remember, it was while Adam was in a deep sleep that the rib was taken out. God took it out. 
made the woman. But then Adam wakes up. This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Yet he was sleeping when it happened. How come? How did he know? Hallelujah. How did he know she was taken out of him? How did he know? Because when you are in the state of a deep sleep, you are not unconscious. Hallelujah. So I believe that in, in, a, in that state, as God was working, Adam was looking. Yeah, the Bible is silent about it, but it, 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 allow my sanctified imagination. <laughs> Hallelujah. So she was taken out and he saw everything. And God brings her. He wakes up. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Hallelujah. Lord, may Lord, the Lord induce you with deep sleep. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, the sleep that births creativity, the sleep that births divine instruction, the sleep that brings clarity. The sleep that gets rid of confusion in the name of Jesus. The sleep that, that births miracles. You sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. When, when, when God appeared to Solomon, asking him, what will I give you? He was in a state of deep sleep. And God came to him while he was sleeping. He says, give me an understanding heart. He woke up out of that dream with an understanding heart. I'm telling you, you, you are going to encounter things in deep sleep. As you sleep, you will encounter things. You will encounter the Lord. You will uh, interact with heaven as you sleep. And by the time Solomon woke up, he woke up the wisest man. When he went to sleep, he was not the wisest man. Hallelujah. When he went to sleep, he was not the wisest man. But when he woke up, he, nobody on earth could match his wisdom. That's what happens when you encounter God in a state of deep sleep. So we need deep sleep. Somebody say deep sleep. Hallelujah. Yeah. We need it. Divinely induced. Sometimes God himself is the one that causes the sleep. Yeah. Sometimes it's not natural sleep. It's like anesthesia. When they want to operate. They just, they, they, they put it, they're talking to you, they're talking, talking, ooh, you're gone. Come on. Yeah. That's happened to me before. Boom, you're gone. Then the next thing, God is showing you things. And you're like, wow. <laughs> He's now speaking. He said, wow. And it doesn't have to be for long. Sometimes it might just be a few seconds. But in those seconds, He seals something in your spirit. He seals something in your spirit. I'm telling you. One day I was in a divinely induced sleep and I was, as I was sleeping, I was interacting with somebody and then I saw something like, like a diamond. It just went, pew, 
and entered into me. Pew! Hallelujah. And I woke up a different person. Divinely induced. Hallelujah. Divinely induced. There are some impartations that will take place in this state. So it's not the spirit of slumber that the enemy brings. No, this is the sleep that is meant for your promotion. That is meant for your transformation. Are you hearing me? It's meant for impartation. You can go to sleep poor and wake up rich. I'm telling you. You can go to sleep weak and wake up strong. You can go to sleep foolish and wake up wise. Yeah, I'm telling you. You can go to sleep cursed and wake up blessed. Look at Jacob. He wrestled with God at night. It was, it was in a dream. Your name shall no longer be Jacob. You are now Israel. For you have prevailed with God. Boom. By the next day, he's, a, he's got a different identity. Amen. Do you like that? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. And I, 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 want, to, I want to hear things about you. Abraham, look, look at Abraham, our father, right? God said to him, I bless you and all of that. You are going to possess this land. God says, Abraham says to God, God, okay, about the... This land you are giving to me, huh? how do I know I will possess it? God says to him, go bring me a red heifer and, and all of that. Okay? In fact, let's go there. Genesis chapter 15. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Are you learning something? Amen. I hope so. Okay, Genesis chapter, chapter 15. Verse 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Okay? Then Abraham said to him, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing that I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Hallelujah. This is all conversation in, 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 in a vision, right? Yeah, it's happening in a vision. Yeah. Then he brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Then the Bible says, And he believed in the Lord, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord God who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans, 
to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? You know, it's like you going to, you go to America, right? And the Lord says, I'm going to give you America. You know, it's not an easy thing. Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, you, you, are, you are a foreigner. Maybe you are still illegal even. Maybe your visa has expired and you are hiding, praying the police don't catch you. Come on. And in that state, God says to you, I'm giving you America. Ha. You know, that's not an easy thing. So Abraham said, how? How will I know this thing? Okay? So God is trying to help him. All right? God is trying to help him. He asked the question. God is trying to help him. How shall I know that I will inherit it? And he said to the Lord God. Okay, yeah, verse 8. Uh, verse 9 now he says, So he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought all these to him and cut them in two. Right? Down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other. But when he did not, uh, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down in the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Right? Now, when the sun was going down. Now, that means he had done this. Nothing is happening. He just obeyed. All right? He's waiting. He said, I should do this now. Okay. I've done it. And he's waiting. The sun is setting. Many people think when you start, God will just show up. Till the sun is setting. As the sun is setting, look at what happens. What happened to Abraham? A what? A deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Okay? So you think that this darkness is evil darkness. No, this is not evil darkness. This is God shrouding himself. Hallelujah. He's he's coming down. Then the next verse, look at what he says. Then he said to Abraham. Now, you see. So God clothes himself in darkness. He comes down. But Abraham is in the state of what? Deep sleep. He's in a state of deep sleep. He says, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. And will serve them. They will afflict them 400 years. What nation is he talking about here? Egypt. That's right. Okay. And also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great possessions. So God is saying, I'm going to give them this land. Okay. But in the interim, there are certain things that will happen. It will take 400 years. But make no mistake, it will, be, it will come to pass. But it happened in a deep sleep. This was when God cut a covenant with Abraham. So a deep sleep can be a moment of covenant. 
Hallelujah. Divinely induced sleep. When God caused a deep sleep to fall on Abraham, as he's deep in sleep, God comes down and starts talking to him. And he's walking, passing through the pieces. And he begins to declare certain things. If you read down, you see that God gives him the boundaries. You see, the boundary that they have for Israel, national Israel today, is not the real boundary. The real boundary is here. Let's read it down quickly. Verse 15, come on. It says, for now you shall go, uh, uh, for as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace and you shall be buried at a good old age. In other words, you won't die young. Okay? Come on. It says, but the fourth generation shall return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet. So the fourth generation will come out of Egypt, and they will come into the same land where you are right now, Abraham. Okay? I'm giving the 400 years for the iniquity of the Amorites to be full, to be complete. In other words, for the sins of the Amorite to mature for judgment. Hallelujah. Okay, so it will take 400 years. And it came to pass when the, sun, uh, the, when the sun went down and it was dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between the pieces. Okay, come on. Yeah. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying to your descendants, I will give this land. From where? Look at it. From the river of Egypt to the great river the Euphrates. All right, Euphrates, where is Euphrates? Around Iraq. Okay? The Canaanites, the, uh, the Kenizzites, the Kadomites, uh, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the, the Raphim, uh, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gergeshites, the Jebusites. Come on. Now, Sarah, your wife, uh, and all of that. Okay, fine. So you see there that God, is, God has given the boundary from Egypt. Right to Iraq. All that place belongs to Abraham. It belongs to Israel. The United Nations cannot change this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Forget about what's going on there. Jesus will sort it out. He will come. He's going to allot that land. But it was by covenant. And it was in a state of a deep sleep. In a state of deep sleep, God can come to you and cut a covenant. Hallelujah. And when is a covenant, guess what? Nobody can change it. Nobody can break it. This is an unconditional covenant. Even Abraham could not change it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I think I have to stop here. Uh, A word is enough to the wise. Amen. Deep sleep. I want divinely induced sleep. I want (laughs) encounters in sleep, in my sleep. When I sleep, stop allowing demons to chase you when you are sleeping. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stop it. Yeah. Come on. You're sleeping, you're sleeping. Oh, Jesus! No! Stop it. It used to happen to me before. Guess what? I stopped it. I stopped it. And how did I stop it? 
When, that, when I wake up like that, I say, oh, Satan. So you have the guts to come to me while I'm sleeping. I, I begin to pray. Sometimes I'll fast that day. When I wake up, I, I, I declare a fast. And I release fire in the name of Jesus. Wherever this is coming from. Fire in the name of Jesus. I began to bombard. You know what? They stopped. They stopped. Because if they know that every time they come, you are releasing fire, do they want fire? They don't want fire. They say, hey, don't touch this one. Go somewhere else. Yeah? Instead of waking up, oh, Jesus, Jesus. Why me? Why me? Who? Who allowed it? Who allowed it? Yeah. So you need to begin to dominate in your sleep. Yeah. Start ruling in your sleep. Yeah, the God of the day is the God of the night. All right, let me not... Okay, let's pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.